2: don't quit before the miracle happens hey with an effective character three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery hey i'm mike i'm dennis and james here the opinions are own. we don't represent any particular organization institution or fellowship today we'll be sharing our experience on commitments in this episode 143 of the defective characters podcast let's go let's go yes uh Uh, commitments
1: (laughs) so james you're you're in hollywood so are you doing like the tour of the stars and everything
0: not to be confused with hollywood florida but yes california
1: Uh, Um, uh, you're not in in california hollywood
0: hollywood florida
2: what's hollywood florida known for um well retirement communities
0: my is it uh, my wife i don't know hollywood she lived right on the beach and she had a little beach community she liked it it's a beach it's a
1: beach town it's sand and seafood
0: yeah so i'm i'm up here or or, i should say down here because um i went to my son's graduation and it was wonderful it was in um The Adrian Arsh Opera House, which was a beautiful place to have graduation. And um, I was really just emotional. I was happy. Was it? Yeah, it was good. It was awesome. It was long. And then um, my son goes to a lot He's all choked up. You hear that, Dennis?
1: Yeah, I hear it.
0: And there were some good speeches by the children or they're adults now. Um, he goes to Alonzo and Tracy Morning Senior High School. So Alonzo Morning was there and his wife. Um, no way.
1: Yeah. And he Like who's Alonzo
0: Morning? He used to play basketball for the Miami Heat. Oh, okay. And oddly
2: enough, he was the night owl. What's what? That? He was the night owl. What's that? What's the night owl? <laughs> Well, that was a joke because his last name is Morning and, and Night Owl. Somebody that's still- oh. <laughs> oh, my God! It's okay. It's okay. That might that might have been the the joke that landed least.
1: I I, thought, I was thinking for some reason like oh did he
2: play a superhero or something <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like Moon Knight? No. Yeah, he was no, he was uh, he was a super basketball player, you know. Yeah. It was fantastic. Well, that was – did it make you – because I was thinking about this friend of mine on Facebook uh, that I knew in early sobriety in Vermont. His daughter just graduated college, and I just uh, reached out to him and was like, I feel so old because she was, like, barely a teenager when I met her, and now she's, you know – graduating college and did did it make you feel old? Did it make you feel like wow like this is this is my life? No, I didn't feel that way at all. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool. Congratulations.
2: <laughs> I
1: feel old every time I see my nephews.
0: So I actually picked up um I his mom wanted me to pick him up early. Um, To take him because the kids had to be there Two hours early And on the way he's like Dad I didn't eat And we're already running late So I, w- I went through the longest McDonald's drive through i ever I was like come on <laughs> <laughs> But And then when he was eating and I just saw him He was so happy was like, Oh thank goodness He had the quarter pounder with cheese And when we got there they were all standing outside Just BSing I was like Ugh, we had plenty of time but, you know, you never know. Yeah, it all worked out. Yeah, it was a good time. And then at 11, and I'm going to go pick them up and bring them back home with me. So you guys can uh, stop by and say hi to the boys. How long you got? you have them this time? I told them July 10th. And um,
1: <laughs> they're like, like that's a-, a
0: long time, Dad. So, yeah. Um, And I didn't adjust the time, and I didn't really respond to that. So we'll see if that sticks.
1: So Whenever they complain enough to want to go home, you'll take them home. Yeah, if they really want to go home, I'll
0: I'll make it happen. It's really – it's a a three-and-a-half-hour drive. It's really no big deal. This was the shortest drive ever, I think, because I slept half the time and Talitha drove, but it seemed like we got here so quick.
2: Anyways, how are you? That's pretty good. What? Uh, just one more note. Oh yeah. Um, not that anybody else finds this interesting, but let uh, let me know. I might be going uh, Monday night. I have uh, park reservations at uh, at a theme park. I don't know if you're working Monday. Probably. Monday night? No, I could probably do something,
0: but don't forget about your commitment to me on Monday morning.
2: Yeah, that's already booked, though. We already know that. I'll, I'll probably meet you there uh this is uh this is riveting for everybody else you know what this is the people that go yeah i don't want to listen to the first couple of minutes this is actually what happens when you get sober like you start actually doing stuff <laughs> you know you don't have to just uh speak for yourself my... <laughs> <laughs> oh dennis <laughs> you could do stuff too it's completely up to you and your hp buddy uh nope. so i would uh i would say i'm probably gonna meet you there uh yeah there's a speaking engagement uh that i have with james my daughter has a dentist appointment uh that's will be done at like 9 30 so i'll easily be able to make it there by 10 30 so it'll be good yay Woohoo! right yeah 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 how's everything dennis uh, pretty good. I picked uh
1: my five years this sh- this week. And uh, you got was, a
2: birthday coming cool. up.
1: I, mean, I got a belly button birthday coming up
2: next week. Yeah. What is that? The 12th. The 12th, Sunday. Yeah, is it Sunday? That's Sunday, yeah. That's good. That's a good day to have a birthday. If you want to celebrate Monday, I'll be speaking. You can celebrate your birthday. Yeah, no, I don't know. Okay. At my age, do birthdays really matter? I think so, because then that means you have less time on Earth as every birthday comes.
1: <laughs> That's horrible.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, it swings the opposite way, right?
1: I, I, I could just be getting... Cl- every year, I'm just closer to when they solve the problem of immortality.
2: I mean... Honestly, I think our generation is when it's going to click over, and they, we're going to live into our hundreds, no matter what. So, well, that's
1: like they say that the first person to live to like two hundred is already alive
2: right now, which is interesting to think about. It's pretty amazing. It's going to be me. It, I hope it is. It's either me or Justin Timberlake, one or the other.
1: Uh, I hope it's you. Yeah, you can only have so much sexy in the
2: world, and. Uh true and he brought it back <laughs> he brought it what back. uh so what did you do to celebrate five years i know we uh, talked about it last week but what did you end up doing
1: uh, really i just went to the meeting and picked up my chip and went to no i didn't even hang out at the coffee shop after that's all i did i think i came home and went back to bed
2: did, um, you, did you thank
1: us james thank and i you're welcome when, you, yeah, when you're you welcome.
2: <laughs> You're
1: welcome. I did say thank you when you texted me.
2: But you didn't thank us with your speech that you made after getting this V-chip? Oh, I don't
1: make speeches. I say, by the grace of God, and that's how I did it.
2: And when I got it. five years, I said I lost my V-card years ago, and I just got my V-chip. And then I sat down. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but other than that, I
1: not much. Uh our friend Mike from Pennsylvania, who was on the podcast last week, he was in town for a couple more days, so I hung out with him a couple mornings after the meeting. Um, other than that, uh, caught up on OB-1 and I finally caught up on Doom Patrol, which I thought was cool. Like it got in my opinion, it got better, so I finished that. And then Miss Marvel came out, like, what, yesterday? So I was excited
2: for that. Did y'all watch it? No, I did not. I, I saw it pop up, but it's, it's supposed to be, is it a, a junior version of uh, Captain Marvel? No, I mean, it's
1: different. She's just like, she's a teenage girl and she's like a fangirl of Captain Marvel. So that's like, you know, she's just like every kid that has a favorite superhero. and Captain Marvel is hers. So she takes the name of Miss Marvel after Captain Marvel.
2: Is the actress that plays Captain Marvel in it?
1: Uh, not yet. I don't think so. I haven't seen her yet. But who knows? There, there is a movie that they're making that's already been announced called, called The Marvels. So they will both be together in that movie along with hopefully other marbles. Gotcha. So it'd be cool. Sweet. How was your week?
2: Uh, it was a good time. Uh, caught up with a couple of my friends that, uh, I, from early in sobriety that, uh, Just saw on Facebook that I get engaged last month and they reached out and talked to them. And um, I guess this is just a testament to people that I heard the first couple months when I got sober of that the things that happen in your your life um, will help somebody else out even if it doesn't make sense at the time. Because last September when I moved into my own place and um from uh becky's and me being like i don't know you know what am i supposed to learn from this uh that friend that i caught up with this week is going through something not the exact same but there's enough uh similarities that i uh was he said that uh you know he got a lot out of that and there was some solution that he obtained from us talking um so it was cool, you know, it was uh, those things are honestly some of the, the favorite things that I, I have. So uh, there's that. I stayed at uh, uh, Disney for a night um, when I had a work event at Typhoon Lagoon. So I stayed at Yacht Club um, and then it just enjoyed, uh, enjoyed a couple of days. So work ha- has been not changing, which is a good thing. So it's good and uh, commitments was a topic that I think I tossed out to you guys this past week when I noticed that uh, my commitment with James was coming up and I thought of how many things I just didn't care about um, if I said that I was going to do something in my personal life with friends or whatever. I didn't even care if I actually held those commitments like they, they weren't important to me. And now, because a lot of my friends, not all, but a lot of my friends are within the program. I was always told if you can do something and it's not jeopardizing your safety, um, to do it, you know, and to, to say yes, if you feel like you're comfortable and you can do it, um, So there was no reason why I wouldn't take on that. So I sent you guys a couple uh, of the points that I was thinking of. Do you want me to start, or do you guys want to take it? Uh, You're on a roll. Go for it. Okay. So when I first came in um, to the program in early sobriety, uh, commitments in the program, my first speaking obligation um, I knew was hovering over me like crazy because in uh i think what is it what is it in florida is it a year uh sober that you need to have before you can actually tell your story i don't think there's in or or at least in the the meetings that we go
1: to yeah typically in the meetings that we go to like the night meetings that's how it is but there is no set thing if you go to a different meeting
2: they don't have that same rule Gotcha yeah, like i I was told by my first sponsor that usually the rule of thumb within the program is people that have told their fourth st- done their fourth step and fifth step. Um, so <laughs> I think it's why it took me forever to actually, you know, do my fifth step with my sponsor because I was nervous because I knew as soon as I did my coworker, Crystal that told her story was this now a year and a half ago um, on the podcast. She was going to ask me to speak. So that was the only commitment that that was the first, I guess, big commitment because I took some service responsibility as far as, you know, greeting at the meeting, but that I did. And I felt as soon as I said yes to the program, the other commitments kind of fell in line and made it easier. So with my friends, you know, I don't know what the exact saying is like your, your word is your bond or like the, all you have is your word. I did hear that. I just didn't actually follow it, you know, until I came into the program and now everything that I do, if I know that I can't make something or I know I can make it just not at the time that's given, I will say, okay, like, I and maybe my brain is actually working better now, so I don't write a lot of stuff down on my calendar, even though my schedule is crazy. My brain just will remember that. Oh, yeah, there's something I have going on um, that day and I'll remember it. And uh, I feel terrible making having to make an amends. So I try to stick to being committed to things, which I never did before. It is completely because of the program that I feel that freedom um, to do it. Uh, and I think that's it. But it was it was a big change from the first year of knowing that I needed to change that and had to work on it to getting easier to wear. Now I don't even think about it. Now it's just who I am. Um, and people know that if I say I'm going to be at a place at, you know, 10 Oh four, I'm going to be home at 10 Oh four. If I'm a minute after that, something probably happened or I probably text you and we'll say, Hey, I'm running two minutes late and I'll show up at 10 Oh six. You know, uh, that's just, I'm meticulous with that. And it's not me. It's, it's the program. And uh, I guess some of the people that I followed. So that's my share on commitments that I think are uh, so, so important. I agree. Um, I'll go ahead and jump in if you don't mind. I would love it.
0: Um, I, I think today, um, being five years sober, uh, I, I truly honor my commitments. And, you know, I, I, sometimes I do it kicking and screaming. My wife will attest to that. Um, but I, I usually always come out feeling good when I do a commitment. Um, just to start off with, um, you know, I've made some amends for commitments broken, uh, including to my children, uh, to old roommates. And I promised I'd help them move and I just didn't show up cause I was hungover. stuff like that. You know, just not a nice guy. Um, for me in sobriety in the first, um, what comes first in sobriety is, you know, if I'm not sober, I'm not. I'm not committed to anything. Um, So my sobriety definitely comes first. And my first commitment would be to God because he is the one who got me sober. I know I could not do this thing without him. When he came into my life, he came into my life in a big, mighty way. And I give him thanks every day. And I, I do not, um, I do not ever shy away from that. Uh, Sometimes I'll be, a little slower to communicate to God, my feelings or whatever, but, you know, I make no mistake. God got me sober. So his, my first commitment is to him. My second commitment is to um, my wife um, and then my children and then the rooms and other people. So that's my pecking order. Um, So when I put God first, I'm sober. um, If that makes sense to you guys. Um Commitments today look like I've never called out of work In five years At either job Never So that right there is commitment Because I have never done that in my life To be able Like I've gotten shifts covered But I have never called out And uh, I think that's remarkable For five years Considering how I used to be um, Commitments to me look like Something that you do when you know you should do it and you don't want to do it breaking through that that cycle of like i don't want to do it it's going to make me uncomfortable or i don't even know how to do that they're not going to like me blah 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 you know you know and i know in my heart that i need to do something i fight through it and i do it and i stick to my commitments i um when i got a year sobriety I, i think having a sponsor hold on is, is very important because my sponsor helped me um, to pick up a commitment at 90 days. He's like, okay, I want you to chair a meeting once a week. And I did. And I got some slack from a couple people like, Oh, why do you chair the meeting so much? And I told my sponsor, he's like, don't worry about them. Keep doing what you're doing. And um, um, yeah, I don't. So I picked up a commitment recently for taking the, my speakers into a treat, And it was actually a commitment for our home group to line up speakers um, for our area. Meaning that I would make a book and have a sign-up sheet and send different um, chair people and sign up different chair people, and those chair people would find other speakers. So naturally, I like, well, I can't send people to a place that I've never been to. So I picked up the commitment, and I take it every other week. And Mike, you're going to help me out this Monday. I'm excited for that. Yay! And I did every other week, because um, that is my one of my only days off on a Monday, so... <laughs> I was like, well, every other day is good, every other week. So, commitments are easier now. Um, I put up a schedule on my board uh, in my bedroom, and I have my phone, and I have my wife. So, I am triple checking my commitments. My wife, my commitments, I put them in, and they're right there on the board. So, I'm so much better today. I, I don't pay late bills today. I Everything is, is so much easier once you're sober and just in the the stream of life with all the little fish. I like it. It's good, but um, I, I just want to hear Dennis's thoughts on commitments.
1: Commitments
2: are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no. we, we figured that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm done. Letha's <laughs> in the corner, just smiling. She's like. Mm-hmm. Dennis, Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. You're welcome. We'll, we'll be back next week sharing that. <laughs> no. This. Oh, you actually do have something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: yeah. I I, like, as y'all were speaking, I was thinking back when I was using a lot of drugs and stuff like that. Like, I, you know, didn't have many c- commitments as a young person, but like my commitments to like school i didn't uphold i would like skip school and stuff like that when i finally went into the workforce like a lot of the jobs that i had i didn't hold for very long because i would like call out because i'm like wanted to go party or because i had partied the night before and like i put no value on it you know i didn't like my word didn't really matter like i would break it as easy as if I kept it or whatever, you know, um, you know, fast forward, I didn't like eventually, like I was able to hold jobs and like kind of became like James where I didn't call out. I would just show up and that would be like the one commitment I would keep as I would just go to work and stuff. Cause I realized that like, you know, if you want to get paid, you got to show up, you know, but, uh. You know, it wasn't until like the end of my, like towards the end of my drinking before I moved up to Orlando, where I was drinking like every day. Like my hangovers got so bad that I would like even sometimes go into work and then like have to leave, you know, because I was so sick feeling or whatever. And, you know, that's like, breaking the commitment, because the commitment is to show up and be there for the hours that you're scheduled. So like my drinking and my hat extracurricular habits definitely got in the way of of commitments. And then you fast forward when my anxiety got really bad. Like my commitments like I'd break them like not even wanting to break them because I'd have a panic attack. So I'd have to go home or I'd like you know, couldn't go do something because of it and whatnot, and that still relatively happens today, and I feel guilty every time that it happens, because it sucks, but like, when I first got sober, and like, Mike kind of touched on it with like, to be a man of your world, or whatever, right? That's like a very important, like, human, gentlemanly thing to do in like a civil society. It's like, one of the basic tenets of like good character is to be impeccable with your word. So that means if you do commit to something, you have a responsibility to do it or show up or do whatever you're committed to, you know, and I, and I understood that like early on, even before I came in here, but I I took like the kind of like cowardly way out of that, To where i just wouldn't make commitments i would say things like i'll think about it or maybe and it's actually become a running joke with like my sponsor and my friends and stuff that like if i say i'll think about it it actually means yes but it for me it psychologically just kind of gives me a way out you know it's like if i don't fully commit to it then it doesn't you know if i back out it doesn't matter I said, I think about it. And I thought, no, but it's BS, you know, and so it's trying to find a loophole in the system. Um, Today, like my commitments, I think it's important to have like a commitment for service, you know, like I still, after five years, still set up coffee in the chairs and everything at the morning meeting. Like it's only two days a week rather than six days a week, but it's still a commitment that I keep and I show up. And if I, there was in the last year, there was one time that I didn't show up just because I completely slept through my alarm or whatever. But for the most part, I, I still show up, you know, showed up having a panic attack. I've showed up like zombie walking there and stuff. And it makes me feel good that I'm able to keep that commitment and then like a com- commitment to this podcast and stuff, which surprisingly, if you would have asked me what, like two and a half, three years ago, however long it's been that we'd still be doing this podcast that we've all would have kept this commitment and released one every week without missing a week. I wouldn't believe you. So like it feels good that we've been able to keep this commitment. Um then other things with, like, I think one thing that's really important to me, besides, like, service and work and stuff like that, is is the commitments that we owe to our family. You know, like, before I came into the rooms, I would, like, not go to Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff. A lot of it had to do with anxiety and stuff like that. But I didn't keep those commitments. And those are just ongoing you know, lifetime-long commitments. Like, you always show up to Thanksgiving. You always show up to Christmas. And not doing that for several years, like, pulls me away from, like, my family. And now that I'm, like, doing that, and I try to do that every year, um, obviously COVID messed that up a couple years, but, you know, it, it allows me to be a part of my family's life like my sister's life and the younger generation with my nieces and nephews and stuff and see them grow up and experience that life and i think it's important for them to see me there as well you know so it's kind of like you know the the those unspoken like obligations that we owe to our families that while we're drinking and drugging we literally don't think about at all and we don't uphold them it puts it in a new light when you're actually sober and you actually repair those relationships and those like obligations become like less of an obligation and more of a, like, I want to do this because I enjoy doing this. You know? But I think I've rambled enough. A little too much now. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so Whatever.
0: Up, no, I, I can't. I brought up the family. And um, the commitment to the family because that's you know definitely on my heart. I just drove 350 miles to watch a graduation. Granted, he's my son, but man, those things are boring. So talk about
1: commitment. And yeah, it, that's exactly a, an example of a family obligation that, like, as a father, you are expected to do this. And um, the
0: the commitment we have come done for ourselves you know the defective characters we have not missed a week in over two years that's i don't think i've ever done anything
2: well except not miss work for five years so ah. you gotta miss work so that way we can quit after another two and a half years goes by well i think (laughs) uh... i think I think I, i speak for dennis and i
0: that you're like pretty much the leader so if you quit we're gonna quit with
1: (laughs) no 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 i'm the leader let's get this straight right what's done for defective characters i'm kidding but one thing that that makes me feel good about this commitment too though is that like work you showing up every day which you're supposed to do but you're also getting paid for it right you get a a monetary like value out of it we're like defective characters we're not we don't get paid for this we're just we do it and we do it because we enjoy talking to each other and that we hope that maybe we can help one or two people. You
0: know? that, that's another thing where I, I do things that I don't want to do. Like me, you can ask my wife. I do not like talking on the phone. I'll talk to my, my sister and a couple other people. Like it's just I don't like it. I don't like it. So when I have these, it's like having a phone conversation uh, with my best friends. And it's good. It's something that I love
1: to get it over with (laughs) (laughs) thanks sounds so warm (laughs) don't you
2: feel loved mike (laughs) hell no
1: Not
2: (laughs) not even a little no i i appreciate it guys and and that's honestly like i started this um yes what dennis is saying is true um in that, but also it holds, I think me accountable and us accountable to share stuff, um, in a way that, um, I guess it's a little bit like a, uh, open, like a open talk, like speaker meeting and that we get to share more than just, um, we start the podcast with how it is today. So it's not, uh, you know what it was like it's it's what it's like now and i think that's
1: but to me it's almost like a more intimate meeting with like your sponsor or something you know where Mm -hmm. you go into more detail on everyday events whereas a meeting you're just speaking broadly on a topic and throwing some experience here and there
2: yeah but it's it's fun and yeah we're gonna keep doing this until James misses a day of work and then we'll catch up to that and then that'll be the last one. So that's so sad, huh? I, he's never missing work. Do you know James? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's never happening. Well, we will be back next Thursday, sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 144, where an effective character, entirely ready to have all these character defects and moods. Remember, some get committed. And we get commitments. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) I love that. (laughs)